Hello, 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 and welcome to the first episode of my first podcast, Dark Necessities. I am your host, Paula Jean, and this podcast has no direction. Honest and truthfully, have no idea what it's going to be. I do know that it is going to be motivational, imaginative, and weird. (laughs) Um, So uh, for the first episode, I just thought I'd introduce myself and um, just talk to you about some weird things that have happened today. Um, so like I said, my name is Paula Jean, and I just moved to Oklahoma about a year ago, and so far, life has been shit. (laughs) Um, when the pandemic hit, not only for me, but for lots of people, life got shitty. And especially for young people, starting out their lives, you know, graduating high school or college, we're in this sort of transition period of what the hell do I do with my life now? We were taught a certain thing. You work hard. You go to school. Good things will come to you. And you do those things and you end up where we are now, struggling, not working a job you wanna work, but working it anyways, cause you need money to live, but it's barely enough to live. And then you try to apply for things and get yourself out there and it's just not happening. You are not alone and this is not the end. This is the beginning of a long book that at some points you're just going to wish you could skip the chapters. But after you read them, you get depth and you get consistency. And at the end, that's kind of what we all want. So basically, my point is... I'm at a place where I have done all those things and now I'm stuck. So hopefully this podcast will take off or at least I'll have more than one viewer. Um, I know I do have one viewer, um, so I'm going to give her a shout out. Uh, Hi, mom. And um, I probably have one other viewer. Hi, Connor. And then he probably said something smart ass, but you know, whatever. Moving on from that, um, just a quick, just a funny story about, you know, talking about being, you know, trapped. Um, I applied for a job today and the job got back to me and they wanted me to take an assessment. So I go in and I take this assessment and I blow through it. Super easy, super confident. I was like, fuck yeah, I got this shit. I walk in to get my results and this lady looks me dead in the face and goes, 
yeah, no, you didn't pass, but you can apply again in six months. And I didn't really register what she said. I just saw her lips move and I smiled and I was like, great. Like, I just thought I won like an award or something. I walked out, sat in my car, and then I realized what had happened. Now, you know, five hours later, I realize it's not the end of the world. And, you know, there's going to be another opportunity around the corner. However, at the time, I was like, am I dumb? Like, am I stupid? That test was the easiest thing of my life. Like, I knew all the answers. What? Um, I didn't. <laughs> I I don't really know what happened, but... Feeling stuck is sometimes a good thing because it helps you move forward and it helps you regain strength and reground yourself. So it's not always a bad thing to be set back. In fact, I don't think it's ever a bad thing to be set back. Yeah, you know, we get angry and we get upset and we might make rash decisions in the moment, but I think that that's just part of, you know, being alive. That's just part of life. And we gotta look past that. But moving on from that, I named this podcast Dark Necessities because... I have an obsession with scary movies, horror movies, serial killers, all murders, forensic files, all of those things. And I know it's a popular subject, it's a popular thing, and when I tell people that I'm into those types of things, they kind of give me this glare, like you're crazy and um, I just think to myself like I mean you're the crazy one if you don't find that shit the least bit interesting like the tiniest bit interesting and so knowing all of those things about me uh, I have decided that I'm going to write a book I mean everyone and their mothers has a book so I figured why shouldn't I start Now, this book is chilling, it's interesting, it's at some parts incoherent, but it's good. I have not finished it yet, I'm only about 10 or 11 chapters in, I haven't written in a while, I've just been working a lot, but... I wanted to share a little bit with it with you and talk about it. So the book is called Psychosis. And I feel like if I tell you what I want it to be about, you'll kind of lose interest. It's kind of just something you have to read to love. And I mean, if it ever gets published, 
there's going to be cool artwork on the cover, which is going to make you want to read it. And then you know, you'll you see the author photo in the back jacket, and you'll be like, she looks like a sick, badass rock star, which I am. Not really, but I could look like one. So I think you'll enjoy this. I'm just going to read a little snippet, uh, just the prelogue and chapter one, and then um, I'll talk about it where my inspiration and all that shit came from. Psychosis. Prelogue. Prologue? Prelogue? Whatever. The first part. From the day she was born, she always had a dark side. Many called her a ray of sunshine, but she felt differently. The side was much darker than anything she had ever seen. Think of the blackest room you have ever been in, but imagine no light, no color, except the variation of shades of blackness creeping in on you. That was her soul. Putting on a smile seemed to be the right thing to do, but it never really felt natural to her. This is not your typical teenage depression story. This is much darker much deeper. This is a story of a girl who came from darkness and was followed by Satan only to be dragged to hell to come back into society. Chapter 1. The Control. Control is a sense we learn over time. Control varies from person to person. Those who lack it face a certain degree of judgment. Some call them psychopaths, others killers. We have become infamous for our lack of control and secrets and the power of manipulation. These qualities have a stigma about them that are rather misconstrued. Who's to say what is right and wrong in this fucked up world? At what point did following your God-given natural instinct become a bad thing? Yes, society evolves. However, who said that's a good thing? As evolution takes its course, the weak become weaker and the strong become stronger. Many would have you believe it's the opposite. But I disagree. What about those who are in the mindset, or who are in the midst of a hero? And not the Winkus Link. But what about those who are in the gray area in between? That's where Willadine Myers comes into play. Willadine was just five years old when she saw the world for what it was. There's liars, thieves, sinners, and saints. The liars are people who, for reasons not even known to themselves, need to lie about everything, from what they buy at the grocery store to what state they've lived in. The thieves not only steal objects, but also stories. Much like the liars, they try to build up their lives to something it's not, while stealing your possessions along the way.
Sinner, some, sinners simply don't care if you're a man, woman, child, or flea. They'll screw you over in every possible way and feel no remorse about it at all. And the saints are the worst of them all. They act as if they're good and that their deeds mean something. And it's simple. But they're only trying to fill out a resume. The world to them is a business transaction. Willardine discovered all that and all those people are seemingly the same. And she vowed that she would make herself stand out. Whether she knew it or not, her control began to fade when she discovered what the world was and that it was simply darkness. While many believed Willadine was happy, that was just her exterior. She always had a million questions on her mind, but never seemed to get any satisfactory answer. Once when she was with her father, she began to show her true self and was shot down in an instant. Daddy? Yes, Willadine. Why are you mad all the time? He simply stared at her with the blackness in his eyes, and he replied, Because the world's full of shits, and sometimes I just get sick of smelling it. She was baffled by his response. What does that even mean? The world is full of shit. All she could think was, how would he say that to a five-year-old? How could he... He could have thought of anything different. And now, she knows the world is shit. She never was given the opportunity to see its beauty. In that moment, she lost a bit of her control. Not over her emotions, but over her fate. All it takes is one moment to change the course of someone's mind or life. And that was the moment for her. The blackness began to creep in. So I know I stuttered there a few times. It's still in the works. But, um... Willadine is a character that I kind of developed through... Looking at experiences that I've had. And what I just feel like the world is. A lot of these things that happen in this book are things that I've experienced. Obviously, some of them are exaggerated to make you interested, but the point is basically there. So, Willadine is a people pleaser, but only to a certain extent. Meaning that, yes, she'll do anything to make you happy, but also... At a certain point, she's going to snap. And it's not a little bit. It's she snaps a lot. And when that snap happens, you better watch out. And I feel that in a way, I'm kind of like that. I, for a very long time, a very long time, of my life, I felt that I needed to make everybody happy and, you know, rainbows and butterflies and unicorns and 
ha 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 yay 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 and I just I felt that that's what you were supposed to do especially as a child I you know my grandmother has told me hundreds of times that every time I walk into a room it lights up I don't see how I'm the biggest bitch in a crowd I have RBF 24-7 of my life and there is a darkness in there much like everybody and that's okay it's okay to feel that it's okay to have that but you have to learn to control it my darkness is my depression sometimes it gets a hold of me and I can't seem to get away from it it follows me everywhere it is a black cloud around my head in the middle of summer and no matter what I do, no matter what I've done, there's always depression. You can't let it affect you. So every now and then I get wisped up in it and I just can't control it. So I'm just really dramatic and irrational. Like today, <laughs> um, so backstory, um, when I was younger, I was about, I was in second grade. I don't know how old you are in second grade, but um, I have a very particular way of dressing and I've always dressed this way and I've always dressed myself, but if I saw something I liked, I would change it into something that I loved. So I had these super high, like striped neon socks and I thought, oh, those would be super cool if I turned them into gloves. So I cut the tip off, cut a hole in, and I had gloves. And the reason I wore these gloves, I wore gloves until I was about in eighth grade. Not just those ones, but you know, all the emo like mesh hand gloves. And I wore about a thousand bracelets. And I did because I had warts all over my hands and I didn't want people to look at my warts. So I wore gloves and bracelets and things like that so it would attract them away from my hands because I hated my hands um, I also had a lisp when I was younger so instead of saying spider I'd say spicy or instead of saying spoon I'd say spoon and there was this girl in my class who used to make fun of me during reading time so reading time we had to read around the table and read a certain amount of words or we couldn't go to recess. And never got I never got to go to recess because I never read because every time I would read, she would make fun of me. And instead of talking to her about being a bully, they told my parents that I couldn't read. And my parents freaked out and they said, "What do you mean she can't read? She reads all the time. She reads us books at home all the time." So I don't under, like, what do you mean she can't read? And they told her, they told my parents that my skills weren't developed enough and I wasn't at the level that I needed to be in and all these things. So they put me in a special needs class. The special needs teacher 
Her name was Miss Gregory at Glenview Elementary in California. Best teacher I ever had. Because instead of stifling my creativity and who I was as a person, she built me up. And she always loved my outfits and told me how adorable I was and always wanted me to dress crazy and obviously she knew I didn't have special needs so she fought with this the teachers and the school board and was like listen she doesn't have special needs I don't understand why she's in this class because I was helping all the other kids because everything that they were doing I had already done and I had already knew and so she fought for me to be in a regular class and she told the teacher who put me in there she said if you ever stifle her creativity again and I find out about it guarantee you you won't be back here when I was younger I didn't know what that meant now it could mean one of two things one he would either be fired or two she was going to kill him either way I was totally fine with that so they put me back in the regular class. Um, So backstory on, so that's the backstory of what happened today. After I failed that test, my mom was trying to encourage me and I said, that's okay, mom, you know, you know, all the teachers are right. I'll be right in the short bus when you see me next. Because my, I allow my depression to take me over before I think, before I react, before I say anything, and it's fucked up. But it's something that happens sometimes, and it happens to all of us. So um, that's just a little bit of backstory behind myself and Willa Dean, the main character in Psychosis. That being said, there's a lot of people who are individualistic and there's a lot of people who can't handle that and I'm just talking about the world in general you know politics and everything aside people are not meant to be the same otherwise why would have why would God ever have created us? We were all born to be different so we could all teach each other something different. The key word there being teach, not force. You can never force somebody to believe something you believe in or believe in who you are or believe in any of those things, but you can teach them a little bit about yourself and why you are this way. But you can't expect them to accept that. And that's okay. Because at the end of the day, you don't need the world to accept you. You just need the ones closest to you and the ones that you love the most to love you. And I feel like that's all that matters. And despite all my flaws, because I have a long list of many flaws. My family and my friends accept me, all of me, 
for the dramatic, for the crazy, the irrational, the funny, the bright, the dumb, all of those things in me, they accept it. And that's all that matters. But the one thing that matters above all of that is you accepting yourself. Because you have to love you before you can love someone else. You have to respect you and understand yourself before anybody else can. And that's a huge thing that I feel like people are missing. And as far as everybody feeling stuck, at least, you know, the 20-something-year-olds, you know, I'm going to be... Oh shit, I'm going to be 25. I almost said 27. I don't know why I want to be older than I am. (laughs) I guess just that's because how I feel. Because my bones are about 200 years old. But my face looks like I was born yesterday. So. Your 20s are. Your experimentation time. Your time to find out. everything you love and everything you want to do and just do it because we're young you can bounce back and you know you can even bounce back when you're older and that's what people are forgetting we're we are rubber and the world is glue you know we bounce off you know that's what life is about bouncing back coming back being your own, being creative, being new. That's all the experiences, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything. Take it in and love it and love yourself. And just be you. So thank you for listening and tune in next week for another episode. We'll be reading chapter two, and we'll be talking about some interesting things. So thank you for listening. Always be creative, and always indulge your dark necessities.